In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Your family, once again, and as always, sacred scripture, even from the Old Testament in Ezekiel's day over 2,500 years ago, is directly on point and applicable to our lives this very day. Family, in that first reading today from Ezekiel, we almost hear a little sarcasm on behalf of God through the prophet Ezekiel. Because you are haughty of heart, you say, a God am I. I occupy a godly throne in the heart of the sea. Oh, yes, you are wiser than Daniel. Remember, he was pretty sharp, Daniel. There's no secret that is beyond you. In other words, oh, no, you know it all. He continued, by your, by your wisdom and your intelligence, you have made riches for yourself. You have put gold and silver into your treasuries. By your great wisdom applied to your trading, you have heaped up your riches. Your heart has grown haughty from your riches. Then listen to what comes next. Something slightly less sarcastic. Something considerably more ominous. I'm not sure how he said it, what tone of voice he might have used, how Ezekiel presented the Lord's words. But certainly it would have been very definitively, therefore, says the Lord God, because... You have thought yourself to have the mind of a God. Therefore, I will bring against you foreigners, the most barbarous of nations. And that's not all. Not by a long shot. Almighty God is not quite done yet. They shall thrust you down to the pit there to die a bloodied corpse. You don't hear that kind of language these days, do you? Bloody corpse. Oh, no, let's all just talk sweet words, nice language. I don't want to hear about these bloodied corpses. You shall die the death of the uncircumcised at the hands of foreigners. You know, does that sound a little bit like uh, beware the Russian error? For I have spoken, says the Lord God. And I wasn't kidding when I spoke. That's what he's saying. As an aside, I won't go into what actually happened in Tyre and Sidon. I think we actually pondered that a couple years ago. Remember, dear family, that this was Tyre of Tyre and Sidon fame. And remember Sunday's gospel about the courageous, faithful woman who, despite rebukes, even from the apostles, said to Jesus, please, Lord. Oh, gosh. You can just see her hearts pour out. Please, Lord. Even, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Look how she talked to Jesus. She wasn't haughty. She wasn't proud. She wasn't like those people of Tyre inside. She's from there. She wasn't like that. 
No, Lord. Before you, I am just a dog, and you are my master. Please, Lord. Is it any wonder why then Jesus said to her in reply, words quite different than the prophet Ezekiel. It's almost like breathless, oh woman, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And, and then as we know, the woman's daughter was healed, quote, from that hour. Now compare her. Compare her and her faith, dear family, to the proud in their own accomplishments, people of Ezekiel's time, to whom God said, hey, shall thrust you down to the pit there, there to die, a bloodied corpse. What a night and day difference. Well, let's apply this to our day. These aren't just some fun stories. So many people don't seem to read the Old Testament. These aren't just fun stories. They're timeless. So let's apply this to our day, the faithful woman. A profoundly faithful woman. To those today proud in their own accomplishments. First question we might want to ask ourselves about the many people out there who want to put so much trust in scientists. There's questions that, well, exactly what is the difference between those proud and arrogant people in Tyre whose great wisdom made such riches and who abandoned God and relied upon themselves What's the difference between those people and all the scientists running around the University of Washington's Bill Gates $279 million funded institute for health metrics and evaluation? What's the difference? Remember, we talked about it. Those are the people telling our governor that if he forces 5,822,000 badgers to universally wear face masks, it might save 500 lives, all without any consideration whatsoever. It's not built into their models. The destruction of humanity and the human soul. Nothing godlike in any words. Uh, no consideration about the destruction of humanity and the human soul where the CDC now says, as we know, that suicides are greater than COVID deaths now. And your family, about Bill Gates' $279 million donation just to the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Remember, he's given $1.25 billion to the University of Washington. Let us remember and let us never forget that Bill Gates is proud of the fact that his dad ran a Planned Parenthood. All we need to know about that bird of a feather, to know we don't want to flog with him. It is staggering to see how blind yet so many people are. Blind to the fact that Jesus said, not me, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. 
I didn't say it, Jesus did. The very foundation of all things, Bill Gates is poisoned with godless philosophy. And just as a little leaven from heaven can raise the dough, so God asks us to be leaven from heaven, a light, a little bit of salt. Just as a little leaven from heaven can raise the dough, so too a little rat poison can kill faith dead. Remember, rat poison tastes pretty, pretty good to the rat. The apple looks really, really good. Oh, just, just one bite. Certainly you will not die. Here, take the apple. Isn't that, isn't that what the face masks are all about? Isn't that what the virus or the vaccine is supposed to be about here? Take the apple. Certainly you will not die. Recently, I had to stop at a quick trip in the middle of essentially nowhere. And every person, the youngest to the oldest, complied with the godless order from the governor. And so let us conclude with an understanding of a way to counter the big lie. We've pondered before that it all began with, uh, we are going to urge you to wear a mask, whether you like it or not, for your own protection. And remember how some chose not to wear the mask because of the actual data which showed they were not effective. Because wearing a mask actually does impair breathing and it does pose a substantial risk of health to the wearer who wears it improperly, which is most people. And for the faithful people, we also have the overlay of faith. And we know that this godless, we know about the godless and dehumanizing effect of universal masking, how it does incalculable damage to the human psyche, as is all the anti-social distancing. And then remember how the mask Nazis, the Russian heir lemmings, would attack those who chose not to wear a mask. Like as if not wearers were bad citizens. Oh, God forbid, we're a bad citizen. Bad citizens who didn't care about the burden they might cause on everybody else. Because they might get sick, even though we know 99.75% roughly don't even know they get it. No symptoms. Do you realize, dear family, that Hitler's eugenics, Hitler's policy of exterminating the old and the firm was based upon such a philosophy. It was based upon a cost-benefit analysis of the burden those old and infirm or the sick placed upon all the young and healthy utilitarian socialist drones. Listen, all you need to know to know this, just one time, just one time. Go to Auschwitz and amongst it. The countless horrors everywhere. There's, a, there's this one room where you see this big picture on the wall and it shows the Nazis, handful of them on the railroad platform as people are getting off the train, and 
There stands the honcho, and he either points right, or he po- at one by one, every person comes up to him, and he either points right or he points left. And what they don't know is that the young, healthy, utilitarian socialist drones went off, I think it was to the left, doesn't matter, to where they were going to then start working, and all the old, the infirm, the sick, the women. And the children were pointed in the other direction. There's, there's an old man standing before that Nazi. And you can see the Nazi pointing. But the old man doesn't know but what you do is where he's pointing. Socialist, utilitarian philosophy, dear family, is all around us. And you see it every single time you see some person wearing a mask. Anyway, now we know that despite the fact that actual data shows masks are not that effective, that wearing a mask actually does impair breathing and actually does pose a substantial risk of health to the wearer if not worn properly, now the Nazi-like social pressure has morphed into now we must wear masks to protect someone else. Therefore, the Big Brother narrative has become if you do not wear a mask, then you are a selfish menace to society and a criminally dangerous person. And the many out there should report you to the police. Thanks be to God, they have a brain in their head. They use the brains God gave them and they say, listen, don't call 911 because you want somebody to, somebody's not wearing a mask. Call 911 because you got rioters, looters, shooters, and burners burning down Seattle, Portland, everywhere else. That's a problem the police are supposed to protect us from. No, they're trying to, remember what did Jesus say? (laughs) Family will turn in family member. What are we seeing? Now, now the big brother narrative has been, has now become call the police and have you arrested and fined because you're not wearing a mask. All based upon the false premise that my wearing a mask somehow protects you, even though Bill Gates' own finance study, upon which the governor relied, overwhelmingly states otherwise. That's what the study says. I've read it. In the face of all this societal rebuke, remember the Canaanite woman of Tyre and Sidon, who despite rebuke even from apostles, Nevertheless, placed her faith in Jesus, and he answered her prayer. So to her family in these dangerous, dangerous times, what I'm about to say might be one of the most important things I've ever said. So listen carefully, 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 and repeat it to yourself again and again, so that you will be ready to answer the godless Nazis who rely upon such things as the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics, financed by Bill Gates, so proud of his father who ran a Planned Parenthood. Your family is, it was in the past, as it is now, and as it always will be. There is one thing and one thing only that will stop 
this virus or any other virus that has been before us or will come after us, herd immunity. That's it. So that we're, so we're clear now. I'm talking about a virus that is so smart that it knows the difference between 1,000 people packed into Walmart and nine people in the 1,200-seat Cathedral of La Crosse. The only thing that'll ever stop such a smart virus is herd immunity. And so that we're clear, I'm talking about that same virus that is so deadly, so dangerous, so lethal that you have to get tested to even know you had it. It's the only thing that'll ever stop such a deadly, lethal virus, herd immunity. So watch, dear family, take back the narrative, call it for what it is. The next time you see some person, and I'm talking about as many as 99.75% of society who could get the virus with little or no symptoms, and thus would be the very people who could, if they weren't such lemmings, actually best serve their fellow man a small fraction of society who comprise the at-risk population, they could serve that small portion of the population by actually getting the mild or no symptom immunity. Realize, dear family, the extent of the Russian error. These people are so indoctrinated into socialist mentality that they cannot even see or hear the truth about what actually will stop the spread herd immunity. And more than that, and the problem that we're facing is that they are the same people who are so afraid of trigger words, so afraid of getting their feelings hurt, that they need safe spaces and crayons on college campuses. They, dear family, are the menace, not the virus because they are the ones afraid of getting that very smart and very dangerous virus. A virus that is so smart, it knows the difference between a thousand people at Walmart and nine people at the cathedral. The virus that is so deadly and lethal that they have to get tested to even know they had it. They are the very persons who can stop it all and get the entire globe back into human life again. And they're the ones that refuse. In other words, dear family, the very ones who could give us the one thing we need to defeat the virus are the very ones demanding that we mask up and prevent the one thing that would defeat the virus. And all you have to do to prove it to yourself is just go stand outside of Walmart a quick trip and just watch all the socialists walking in and masking up. Let us fill our lamps with oil, dear family, because the Russian error is upon us. And all the socialists among us are ready, willing, and able to call the police to enforce the Russian error. Let us have the faith of that woman, that Canaanite woman from Tyre and Sidon, because that is the only thing that's going to save us, not as Ezekiel made clear, as God made clear through the, through the prophet Ezekiel, not our own intelligence, our own wisdom. Oh, no. Our faith is what saves us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.